0: Sometimes I listen to music with my eyes. Sometimes I listen to music with my head. Sometimes I listen to music with my hair. Sometimes I listen to music with my bum. Sometimes I listen to music with my fingernails. Sometimes I listen to music with my kneecaps. Sometimes I listen to music with my elbows. What are you listening to?
1: the mothership. For the safety of all cousins, please refrain from excessive abuse of planetary resources. Keep genetically modified organisms out of the food chain. Please, don't shit where you eat. Welcome aboard the mothership.
2: Cousin? Cousin? Ah. Je, je. Ah, je, How are you, cousins? It's been some time since I got to pour down your ear hole. Well, that's not true. You heard me last Thursday. If you were tuned in... (sighs) The passing of time has become quite odd, hasn't it, cousin? I'm so happy to be here broadcasting from the... Beautiful territory of the Hl'ahmin Nation, downtown Powell River, as it is known by some on the Sunshine Coast of British Columbia, so-called cousins. I am your cousin Odd, host of Forty Two Fish, this community radio show, and we are high, but not too high above the Bowling Alley in downtown Powell River, where this wonderful volunteer-run, volunteer-led community radio station operates from. For more information on that, look up the website, cjmp.ca. Cousins, it's been a very interesting period of time in, um, I guess, 2020, (laughs) Ha. Those of you that were looking for this to be the best year ever, are you having it? It's definitely provided lots of opportunities for new and wonderful things to develop, wouldn't you say? I, for example, one of the wonderful developments was sweeping the floor of my house after shoveling it. I then got to sweep the floor of my house and was amazed to discover this incredible design on the floor. Uh, And I mean, some people might just look at it and be like, who lives here? Like clearly two fools who dance around throwing coffee on the walls and floor. Uh, And okay, fair. But the design of the spill on the floor that I uncovered was truly astounding, Cousins. And uh, I actually took a photo, if you check out any of the social media for 42Fish uh, or cousin Odd A-W-D, you'll be able to see this incredible coffee stain. I mean, it must have been there for at least a, a month and a half. Uh, it really was so impressive. So I encourage you to take a look. <laughs> Yes, cousins, exciting opportunities, as I said. One of the things I I spent the the late spring and early spring doing was um, one of my favorite pastimes, really, Um, although it feels a little dirty, Uh, pollinating flowers. You know, um, sometimes you think, ooh, it's raining pretty hard, or the bee's going to get out here, or it's a little too cold, or did this flower come too early? So, you know, I like to... um, do a little finger pollinating. <laughs> it Just sounds terrible. Uh, sometimes I feel a little terrible doing it, but <clears throat> I I like to sing while I do it, and I um, approach gently. And I I it's one of my favorite songs, really. Um, you know Marvin Gay, "Let's Get It On."
1: Ooh,
2: let's get it on, you know. So, anyways, I walk around the garden singing that to the flowers and uh, pollinating them. So far so good The pears are coming along nicely Although the one apple tree I'm a little It's not, it wasn't as fruitful And these days, right, you could, it doesn't have to be I mean, that's the thing about that song You're not trying to, you're just trying to You don't want to actually have the But in my garden, I do Anyways cousins I found this most delightful cover version I know a cover version you're saying even worse it's from YouTube This group is called Southern Voice Band they're playing for about five people in a in like a farmers market parking lot and uh, it I've never quite seen anything like it you know you hear Marvin Gaye sing let's get it on and you're like whoo you know you know what he looks like you know Mm. but uh this man doesn't doesn't look like he sounds um and uh, he sounds amazing so this is just to me amazing because so many people do terrible versions of of songs like this and this is such a beautiful fabulous sexy tune and so here's a here's a really nice version by a random, average Joe with a baseball hat and some glasses and a checkered shirt. Uh, you know, maybe 20 pounds too heavy or so. And uh, he and his buddies have a band together and they play at the market. And they're called the Southern Voice Band. And somebody got a beautiful recording of this cover of Marvin Gaye's Let's get right, we it got on one more song cousins. for you
3: guys again
4: thank you very much for having us Marshall happy birthday wherever you are doing All right and uh, thank you guys again. hope everybody has a great night
5: I've been really trying. it on. Oh, let's get it on. Let's love, baby. Let's get it on. Sugar, let's get it on. Have to be here. Let. Come on, come on come on come on come on darling stop being round the-
3: Is Todd.
1: We got Stan on drums.
3: Right over here is Dan on keyboard.
4: I'd say thank you to Joel, our sound guy. Without him, we wouldn't be sounding as good as we do.
1: And Anne Marie on vocals.
4: Thank you, guys. Thank you guys for having us. Have a great night. Check us out. We are Southern Voice.
2: Come on now, that was fantastic. Really love hearing the, you know, two people in the audience too. For for those house bands, those bands that gig endlessly across this country in crummy bar rooms everywhere, I salute you. I ring my pot and pan for you at 7.02 because that is a tough life and uh, you know the life of an artist in general cousins and it really this this little uh clip there of, of let's get it on by the southern voice band raises to mind the question of audience and art It's really like an endless question in my mind, cousins, because audience's relationship to art, it seems so vital. It really does. Without audience, what is art? And yet, whenever the terrible reviews come in, they say, oh, it doesn't matter. It's just that person's opinion. Is it? Does it? And always I ask, what is the value of one audience over another? audience so during this time while we are unable to gather uh, of course many of my my friends and, and family now out of work as i'm sure some of yours are uh many actors that i know um their shows got shut down people who had like just got cast in the biggest role of their lifetime and sorry the show's closed uh, it sort of seems like one of those cruel, cruel jokes, and I myself, in fact, am, am a bit of a part of that cruel joke. I've been—I um, received a BC Arts Council grant, and and my my production was meant to open on the the final weekend of May, and uh, and it shan't, cousins. So we're being forced to reevaluate how we present things, and how audiences will mm, people hate the word consume but people audiences will interact what is the user interface that the audience will will uh, find to interact with your art so I have got several artist friends who have been playing around with many different ideas and uh, I have some of their results for you. Some of the musicians, of course, recording from home, doing amazing jobs. I've got four songs for you from, from artists that I know and uh, I think, I'm trying to think who to start with here. Probably my dad is best. Uh, this is a tune my father recorded. He took his time, and he's learned to play it over the years. It's a great song, and he sent it along for uh, my family. Uh, um, It it was the 56th wedding anniversary of the Bensons, and I'm sending them all my love and happy anniversary again, and my dad sent this song to them, and I, I hope you all enjoy it. We are certainly kind of playing it over and over again. It's just a delightful one. So here's a little family song for you, cousins, uh, with more on the way from 42 Fish. (laughs) ¶¶
1: The road looks rough ahead, and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed. You just remember what your old pal said, for you got a friend in.
2: Reverledsky recording from his home studio just outside his closet in downtown Vancouver. Aww, pops. Ah, pops. He's pretty good. Pretty good. All right, a couple other musician friends I got for you here. Uh, this is a very talented couple Brent Buchanan and uh, Camille what's your last name camille they've written and recorded this song it's called away away they are in winnipeg right now and uh, we're sending you guys much love and man the peg Woo! almost summer three more months all right, Brent, and uh, your little one, too. You have a little child now we have yet to meet. So hope you're well, Brent. Sending love.
6: Locked in for another night Feeling restless and money's tight Buckled in to ride it out Stomping on a fire that it's hard to put out Slowing down, taking time to breathe Watching the branches turn into leaves Spring is coming, world's turning round Lots of scared people in this coast of the town We as I drift off to sleep Whiskey and waiting for some piece of relief To hold in love the ones that I saw so far Ten minutes away, two minutes by car. Snuggled up like bugs in a rug, clean sheets in a a of relief to hold in love the ones that are so far the are only ten minutes away two minutes by car the are only ten minutes away two minutes
2: by car Brent and Camille and that is Away Away uh my God, isn't that incredible? Those two. you know, Brent was uh, the guy who taught me really that guitar is is actually a percussive instrument. Um, ah, he's just such a talented guy and his wife, Camille just uh, uh, Camille, just a uh, gorgeous voice. The two of them were actors in celebration theater, in uh, Winnipeg, Touring company Kind of dinner theater Anyways Lovely people uh, Which leads me To my next friend And this this story is going to go In several tangents So bear with me cousin You're listening to 42 Fish CJMP 90.1 FM Community radio In Powell River Thank you volunteers For keeping us running Make your donations online Cousins uh, So this next artist, a very dear, dear friend of mine, her name is Lori Nancy Kalamansky. Need I say more? Lori Nancy is a member of a group called Sing Along Tim and the Pacifiers. And uh, she was also a performer in the show Come From Away, which was a big musical in Toronto. Um, huge, anyways. Anyways, obviously no longer with the theaters being closed So, what does she do? Her and sing-along Tim have been doing online concerts Three times a week for Littles Uh, They join in online And she and Tim have really been exploring And adventuring through uh, performing with technology And they're doing a brilliant job They have been fearless, and uh, they're being featured in a lot of, um, you know, lockdown art special, what are people doing? This song of theirs, uh, which they released, I think, maybe in the the end of March, beginning of April, has been featured, I think, on NPR, they said. It is uh, a very short piece, more like a public service announcement. Uh, this is Sing Along Tim and the Pacifiers with Hand Washing. The
5: World Health Organization says you gotta wash your hands with soap and water, front and back and top and bottom. Make sure that you wash them often. In between your fingers, over your thumbs, your knuckles and. Your don't
2: forget your phones. Wash for 30 seconds And you're done Like this song <laughs> The hand-washing song By Singalong Tim and the Pacifiers And uh, the Pacifier is my dear, dear friend Lori Nancy Kalamansky uh, I almost need to play that song again to catch it all Um... Great tune. So I, I want to talk about Lori Nancy for a moment because Lori Nancy has been in my life journey for at least the last 10 plus 12 years or so. And uh, I have been working on an art piece of my own, as I mentioned, for 12 years. And Lori Nancy was one of the people who helped me with the very beginning uh, things I needed to do to start the project. And luckily, my art project also, I work in sound, it's a—it's an audio piece. However, there was also, of course, a, a live element of it. But what I have decided to do is um, release my art piece as a, an audio drama, uh, you know, an episodic radio series. And... As I've been exploring who else is in this medium and what sort of audio books and and how people are interacting with these things, um, I've discovered some incredible stuff and some incredible people. Um, Lori Nancy acts in the production that I have created, which is called Mine. And uh, Mine will be aired on CJMP coming up in the next week or so so stay tuned for information on that i will be releasing information on when that's coming up uh and and you won't want to miss it cousins i assure you i am so pleased with how it's turned out and this is the thing during these times now trying to get people together to do anything is rather challenging and especially if you're acting in a play how does one do that when the actors can't actually get together in the same space? And in terms of the piece I was working on, I was quite lucky because I was already going to be dealing with that. I was already recording people separately. So uh, it it worked out very well for me um, in terms of this audio project, except for the release. But again, it'll happen. It'll happen. And... What I would like to do, cousins, is prepare your ear holes, get you used to listening to stories in this way, in case you haven't in a while. Um, although I do know people are listening to podcasts all the time, and podcast cousins really simply are just radio shows. It's just a different name, and, and radio shows are simply containers of sound. Uh, Now, of course, in corporate radio, it's a little bit different. It has to be of a a certain type and length and all the rest of it. But here in community radio, it's a different ballgame altogether. And that's why this is truly my favorite medium to work in. Uh, The relationship with my audience, cousins, you and I, is there anything quite like this? (laughs) All right, here's what I'd like to play for you. Uh, I'm going to start with a very early, very um, ugh, uh, plain, not stark, a stark example of an audio book, which could be a radio drama or a podcast. Okay, so we're going to start with that. It's very short. It's... Um, Why I chose this is because, as a little girl, my father and I actually recorded this. Uh, I used to love, for some reason, recording my dad and I making these little radio plays. And the books that we used were The Adventures of the Green Forest, uh, and in particular, the book of The Adventures of Reddy Fox. So here we are. This is a, a LibriVox uh, free audiobook. You can get it at archive.org. Uh, this is Granny Returns Home.
7: Chapter 11 The Adventures of Reddy Fox. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Adventures of Reddy Fox by Thornton Burgess. Chapter 11 GRANNY FOX RETURNS Up over the hill trotted old Granny Fox. She was on her way home with a tender young chicken for Reddy Fox. Poor Reddy. Of course, it was his own fault, for he had been showing off and he had been careless or he never would have gone so near to the old tree trunk behind which Farmer Brown's boy was hiding. But old Granny Fox didn't know this. She never makes such mistakes herself. Oh my, no. So now, as she came up over the hill to a place where she could see her home, she laid the chicken down and then she crept behind a little bush and looked all over the green meadows to see if the way was clear. She knew that Bowser the Hound was chained up. She had seen Farmer Brown and Farmer Brown's boy hoeing in the cornfield, so she had nothing to fear from them. Looking over to her doorstep, she saw Reddy Fox lying in the sun. And then she saw something else, something that made her eyes flash and her teeth come together with a snap. It was Peter Rabbit sitting up very straight, not ten feet from Reddy Fox. So that's that young scamp of a Peter Rabbit whom Reddy was going to catch for me when I was sick and couldn't. I'll just show Reddy Fox how easily it can be done, and he shall have tender young rabbit with his chicken, said Granny Fox to herself. So first she studied and studied every clump of grass and every bush behind which she could creep. She saw that she could get almost to where Peter Rabbit was sitting and never once show herself to him. Then she looked this way and looked that way to make sure that no one was watching her. No one did she see on the green meadows who was looking her way. Then Granny Fox began to crawl from one clump of grass to another and from bush to bush. Sometimes she wriggled along flat on her stomach. Little by little she was drawing nearer and nearer to Peter Rabbit. Now with all her smartness, old Granny Fox had forgotten one thing. Yes, sir, she had forgotten one thing. Never once had she thought to look up in the sky. And there was old Mr. Buzzard sailing round and round, looking down and seeing all that was going on below. Old Mr. Buzzard is sharp. He knew just what old Granny Fox was planning to do, knew it as well as if he could read her thoughts. His eyes twinkled. Ah, certainly can't allow Little Bird Rabbit to be hurt. Ah, certainly can't, muttered old Mr. Buzzard and chuckled. Then he slanted his broad wings downward and without a sound slid down out of the sky till he was right behind Granny Fox. Do you always crawl home, Granny Fox? asked old Mr. Buzzard. Granny Fox was so startled for she hadn't heard a sound that she jumped almost out of her skin. Of course, Peter Rabbit saw her then and was off like a shot. Granny Fox showed all her teeth. I wish you would mind your own business, Mr. Buzzard, she snarled. Certainly, certainly, I surely will, replied old Mr. Buzzard and sailed up into the blue, blue sky. The End of Chapter 11
2: classic tales on 42 fish with your cousin odd thank you for tuning in to cjmp cousins we're more than halfway through this episode of 42 fish it's going rather quickly today we have been talking about stories and audience and art and flowers and coffee and all kinds of things i have another bit of uh radio drama for you. Uh, This is, um, you know, again, it's just funny how the names change over the years, right? So that was an example of an audio book, again, basic version, right? Here is a much more developed piece. This is a podcast in that there are six episodes, they're already made, they're all available online. It's called uh, Transitioning Home, and the website is Transitioning Home Podcast, Transitioning Home Podcast dot Podbean dot com. All right, I'll share the link in the 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 web info of this radio show. However, cousins, let's just begin by saying I've discovered this because the gentleman who is. Uh one of the people behind this um, has asked if I will do some more sound work with them. And I'm very excited. Their first season is quite brilliant. And I'm really looking forward to being a part of their second season. I'd like to just read to you what they say here on the webpage by way of an introduction. So Transitioning Home, a podcast about living trans, queer, and racialized in the shelter system. Transitioning Home is a six episode podcast. The first two episodes, um, oh all that, that's about the release and so they are have been released weekly. Um, and check out the website transitioning And the first episode of the series was made by a group of young queer, trans, racialized and straight folks who lived in the Toronto shelter system or didn't because staying away seemed safer. They also invited in some supportive not-so-young folks who provided technical support, raised funds, did some acting and helped make the project happen. The stories in the episode come out of their experience in the shelter system. They also come out of their hopes for safe, anti-racist, queer and trans-positive accessible and affirming services for all marginalized people who are homeless street involved or need to get away ah it goes on and i'm gonna let you uh, delve in further but i am gonna play the first episode of this for you this is a 12 minute piece this is um based on truth uh, and again, on a warning here, many of the scenes involve violence. We talked a lot about what to include and what to leave out and decided that since violence is such a part of what brought many of us to the shelters and our experience living in shelters, we couldn't avoid dealing with it. Um, there we go. This episode does not have overt violence, but it does contain explicit Language. So there you are. There's your disclaimer, cousins. I hope you enjoy episode one of Transitioning Home.
3: Welcome to Transitioning Home. This podcast was made by a group of young queer, trans, racialized, and straight folks who have lived in the Toronto shelter system or chose not to because staying away seemed safer. We also invited in some supportive not-so-young folks who provided technical support, raised funds, did some acting, and helped make this project happen. The stories in these episodes come out of our experiences in the shelter system. They also come out of our hopes. Our hopes for safer, anti-racist, queer and trans-positive, accessible, and affirming services for all marginalized people who are homeless street involved, or need to get away. There is far more that we want and don't want, and many of us are actively working towards these goals. You'll get a sense of what we think could work and what we know does not by listening to these episodes. Many of the scenes involve violence. We talked a lot about what to include and what to leave out. We decided that since violence is such a part of what brought us into the shelter, our experiences while in the shelter, we couldn't avoid dealing with it. While we have worked hard not to include any graphic violence, we do recognize that several of the scenes will be difficult to listen to. Here are some things to be aware of. Episode 1, Transgender-Based Violence. Episode 2, Sexual Assault. Episode 3, Racism. Episode 4, Physical Violence and Suicidal Ideation. Episode 5, Drug Overdose and Suicide Attempt. To learn more about the project, visit transhome.org. Enjoy.
4: Hey! Hey. My name's Remy. I'm an outreach worker. I use he, him pronouns. My partner's just over there. What? A peer outreach worker. We go out to the community to connect with young folks who might be street involved. And you think I might be street involved? Well, I saw that you're panning and thought I'd introduce myself, just in case.
8: What do you want?
4: To let you know that we're around, tell you what we do, and see if there's anything we can do to help you.
8: Yeah. You have any spare change?
4: I don't have any change, but I do have some bottled water. Condoms, clean needles, oh, let me see, uh, crack pipes, filters, mitts, ooh, socks. And some information on different resources. Do you need any of those?
8: Sure, needles and condoms would be great.
4: No problem. Here you go. Do you mind if I sit?
8: Yeah, I do actually.
4: Okay. I haven't seen you around before. What, are you a cop or something? <sighs> no. Like I said, I'm an outreach worker. Like for a religious organization? <laughs> no, I don't work for a religious organization. Hmm. We work for a new shelter that just opened up. Mm-hmm. It's a huge shelter for queer and trans folks. But we do outreach for all youth because my queer isn't always on. You're queer? I'm trans. And gay. We started the shelter because we know firsthand it's not easy being queer on the street.
8: Yeah, no shit. Have you been to a shelter before? Fuck that.
4: Yeah, some of our staff said the same thing. What do you mean? Some of the staff who work at the shelter have lived in shelters or avoided them because they weren't safe.
8: Yeah, they're fucked. Some can be. Especially for someone who looks like me. What do you
4: mean? Don't
8: bullshit me, it's easy to clock me as trans.
4: You identify as trans?
8: Holy fuck, maybe I look worse than I thought. I can't even pass as someone who's trans, let alone female.
4: I try not to make assumptions about how people identify.
8: Yeah, whatever. Not exactly stealth. You know, I tried calling some shelters before. They all told me to call a men's shelter. I told them I wasn't a guy, and that I was a woman, and they still wouldn't let me stay there.
4: I'm sorry to hear that. All the staff who work at our shelter identify as part of the LGBT plus community. And we know how a person sounds is not what determines gender.
8: Yeah, like estrogen really does nothing voice-wise.
4: You know, what you just told me is exactly the reason we set up the shelter. What is? Being refused service, not feeling safe, not being respected.
8: And how can you help? You provide makeup, razors, gaffes, and nice clothes?
4: We do have razors. And we get some clothing donations. We don't accept to use gaffes, however. That'd be fucking nasty, yeah. No kidding. You'd be amazed what some people try to donate. I bet. Please, don't give us your rags. If it's wet, moldy, and has grease stains, keep it to yourself.
8: Like, I don't want your garbage. Exactly.
4: But I love your idea of the makeup. I'm gonna make it happen.
8: That'd be cool.
4: Totally. Hey. I didn't get your name. What can I call you? Aiden. Thanks. What pronouns do you use? I use they pronouns. Okay.
8: So you set up the shelter you're hyping?
4: Not just me. It was a bunch of folks. It was really hard to get going. Why? My take. Because the world is full of transphobia and homophobia. No shit. Yes shit. And a lot of it.
8: Hmm. You said a bunch of the staff used to live in the shelter. Did you?
4: Yes. In shelters, on the streets, foster care, group homes, jail, you name it. I've lived in all kinds of places. Really? Really. I didn't like most of the shelters I stayed in. A lot of the staff meant well, but they just didn't get it. What do you mean? You know that saying about the road to help being paved with good intentions? Yeah. Well, there was all sorts of bad choices in the name of helping. Like what? Do you really want to hear all this?
8: Sure, why not? It's boring sitting here in front of a sign all day. Talking to you kind of passes the time.
4: Better than a podcast.
8: I wouldn't go that far.
4: Alright, fair enough.
8: I haven't met many trans folks who work in the system, and it's cool to be the one asking the questions for a change. Usually when I deal with helping professionals like yourself, they do all the asking and all I can do is answer. You've been through a lot of professional. See, there you go, turning the tables. (laughs) damn. My bad. Sorry about that. I just... get sick of it. Why should I answer your questions if you're not gonna answer mine?
4: Yeah, and some of the questions we ask can be pretty personal.
8: Holy fuck, I've had people ask all kinds of stuff. Do you use drugs? What do you use? How much? When? Where? How do you afford it? Do you deal? Do sex work? Are you a top or bottom? And then sometimes, to see if they have any clue what they're talking about, ask if they do drugs. Then they turn around and say, This is not about me. I'm here to help you. It's bullshit. I hear you. If someone's going to ask me personal questions, then I should be able to ask some.
4: That makes sense.
8: Like asking you stuff.
4: Sounds fair. You could ask me anything, and I may choose not to answer. But I'll try to be honest about why. Just give me the same respect. Alright. You ever use drugs? Yep. To your bosses now? I don't share anything professionally that I'm not comfortable with anyone knowing, so yeah, they know. It's kinda why they hired me. Really? Wow. I may have a future after all. How was it being trans in a shelter? (sighs) That's a big question, Aiden. And there's a lot to tell. You know, parts of it's kinda personal. I'm okay sharing with you, but I'm not cool with some rando just walking and hearing about my life. I get that. I'd be totally into talking more Aiden, to tell you how I managed to survive the shelter, that you know what's different in ours. I'd also be into learning a bit more about you, and how we might be able to help you. And if you have any questions, answer them. Would you be okay with that? Maybe. Cool. I could walk you over to the shelter and we could talk more along the way.
8: Uh, maybe later. I need to make more money and people haven't given me shit since you've been here.
4: Oh, I'm sorry about that.
8: I could have told you to fuck off earlier, but like I said,
4: I was feeling kind of bored. Well, I'm glad you didn't tell me to fuck off. Why? Because it's been cool talking with you, and you wouldn't have known about the shelter. Hmm, okay. Do you mind if Juanita and I swing by in a couple hours when we're done?
8: It's a public street. Do whatever you want.
4: Alright, we'll come over in a couple hours and see if you're around. If you think you might want to walk over to the shelter with us, we can show you the way. If not, that's cool. Here's a card with my name, Remy, the name of the shelter, and a little map of how to get there, in case you want to go in there. Alright. It's supposed to get kind of chilly tonight, so if you're cold, we're open.
8: Okay. Hey, could I get some mitts and a couple of pairs of the socks that you have?
4: Of course. By the way, socks and mitts are brand new.
8: <laughs> Alright. I hope the condoms are as well.
4: Everything I have with me now is still in its original packaging. Good.
8: There are some things that just shouldn't be recycled.
4: Word. I hope to see you soon, Aiden. Peace.
2: Positioning Home, episode one, Cousins on 42 Fish, here on CJMP, quite the piece. Uh, some of the actors, Alicia Payne, Destiny Williams, Faith, uh, I, George Foran, uh, Joel Zola, James Waters, Carrie Boylow Morgan Jones, Phillips, Wolfgang, Vachon, Vachon, Shaheen uh, Arifden is the sound designer, Arun Chowdhury, and Yun Chun Chan were all a part of that episode and of this project called Transitioning Home, and uh, have a look online for more information, cousins. Uh, Wow, we're really closing in on the end of the show here. I've been playing all of this uh, sort of radio drama for you by way of introduction to uh, my own art piece that will be released very soon here on CJMP. Uh, It is a transmedia art piece, an audio drama in three parts, and uh, that is going to be aired very soon. Stay tuned for more information on that, and... um what a great time today hearing from all of these friends from all over i hope that you've been keeping well cousin uh um challenging times don't don't move forward faster than you need to reconsider everything question everything in fact cousins uh and and maybe we just need that hand washing song one more time right here the
5: world world health organization says you you gotta gotta Wash your hands with soap and water, front and back and top and bottom. Make sure that you wash them often. In between your fingers, ramble above your thumbs, your knuckles and your wrists. Don't forget your palms, wash for 30 seconds. And you're
4: done, like this song.
2: Turns out that's just what I needed, cousins. Another hit of sing-along Tim and the pacifiers being Lori Nance Kalamansky. And another bout of hand washing. Who doesn't need another bout of hand washing? And uh, that apparently is what's going to keep us all safe. Um, And you can, well, I'm just not gonna go anywhere there and just say that, cousins, I hope you're staying safe and happy. I hope you are questioning everything. And, uh, yeah, don't rush. There's no need. Look look how wonderful things can be if we do them differently. Um, of course, if they're not wonderful where you are, which it sounds like if you're outside of the shire, uh, Powell River here it might not be as nice so I'm I'm just sending best thoughts and deep ocean cleansing filled breaths of fresh air keep the windows open and um, keep your cousins six feet away uh, I've really enjoyed being here with you cousins and uh, I'm gonna just play a a funny little bit and then ease on out of here with Della Reese this is Anton cuz I miss him on 42 fish an absurd answer to the question that is
0: equally absurd of life the universe, and everything you're listening to 90.1 fm on cjmp don't touch that radio dial okay we've got a call right now you are live Um, am i live on the air right now yes you are on the air oh wait a minute let me just get a level for your voice hello uh do you think you're going to be talking much louder than this no do you think maybe if we talk about grocery shopping and you get really personal with what you're getting, maybe you're buying, uh, maybe you're, you're not comfortable, I want to say, you know, maybe a little quieter than usual? No, I'm I'm comfortable with buying condoms. All right. All right. Uh, you don't think you're you're going to laugh, sudden outburst of laughing very loudly, just because you got a, a, a coconut and you don't usually get coconuts? No, I didn't get any coconuts. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, no spoilers, but uh, uh, I guess since this it's already Sorry. been spoiled, yeah, uh, this didn't. viewer did not get coconuts. do you. <laughs>
2: That's it, Cousins. I
3: love a lot. I got a lot 14 ish uh,
2: Getting on out of your ear
3: is the Stay
2: tuned. For
3: that's hanging up this entire name. Uh, Red Hot. Looks like we always Great tunes.
2: Oh, and I didn't get real. to play Ruben's real. song. Ruben, you're coming up next.
3: To what?
2: Thank you, cousins. It's been wonderful. It this has been 42. Fish.
3: But compared to what?
7: Hot no match. JJ.
3: Slaughterhouse is killing homes. Twisted children taking legs off a of frog. Old dumb rednecks out there rolling low. Tired old ladies at home kissing dogs. I hate that kind of love. Compared to what? Trying to make it a real all yeah. But compared to what? The president, he's got his war. You and me, we don't know what the war is for.